Welcome to the Life Chapters podcast, Real Women, Real Stories. Hi, I'm Stacey, and I am super passionate about showing everyday women like you that they really do have a story to share. In my opinion, everyone deserves to be heard. And on this podcast, you will get to meet some pretty fabulous women who have amazing stories to tell. Some of the stories you hear might trigger you, but they're all spoken by the women who lived them. Some of them will make you smile, some of them might make you cry. Welcome back to the Life Chapters podcast. Today it's just me. You've got me on my own. There is something that keeps coming up in conversations I am having. Now, the podcast has been super well received. Loads of people are getting in touch. Loads of people are saying that they are really grateful that I've been giving a platform to the most amazing women to share some of the hardest stories of their lives. But then I'm also getting people contact me and say, Stacey, I'm boring. My life is boring. There's nothing that's ever happened to me. And I have to bite my tongue and just say to them, of course, you're not boring. But what I would really like to say to them is what I take my one-to-one clients through is the, the exercise of showing them that every single chapter of their life from when the earliest memories they have right through to yesterday is valuable and it is a story to tell. Now, there's something about me that not a huge number of people know But ever since I was 19, I have had a serious spinal condition. Now, from the outside looking in, it's one of those hidden diseases. It's one of those hidden conditions and nobody knows that I have got it until the pain levels get too much and my face turns grey. My mum laughs at me sometimes because for some reason she is able to take one look at my face and she will say to me, you're having a sore day, aren't you? And I'll have to agree because my face can't hide it. As much as I will try to put on the smile and put the makeup on and do my hair and carry on like life is normal, there is just something in my eyes and there's that sort of underlying greyness in my face and my mum's able to pick it out. My husband now is able to do the same. But I've had this condition for as long as I can remember. And the very first time it actually came sort of right into consciousness was I was in Miami. When I was 18, I jumped on a plane and I went to Miami to be a nanny for two amazing children and a brilliant family. And I was there 18 months and I thoroughly enjoyed every single minute. It was such an experience. It was 1995 into 1996. The world was a totally different place. But here was me, an 18-year-old in Miami working for a very wealthy family. I had my own apartment. I had my own car. I had my jobs to be doing. I had the children to look after. But slowly but surely throughout those 18 months, my mobility was becoming less and less and less. The pain I was pushing through just to get out of bed in the morning was incredible. And I couldn't work out what on earth was going on. I felt like an old age pensioner, but I was 18. And 
I went to see a doctor in America and he very, very quickly um, diagnosed me with degenerative disc conditions. Now, that is slipped discs, that's crumbling discs, that is just a very weak spine. And he said to me, he said, oh, I can operate and it'll all be fine. I was 18 on my own in Miami without my mum. There was no way I was going to accept an operation in a foreign country on my own. So I cut short my two-year contract and I came home. And I was very fortunate. My dad had some medical insurance that covered his children right up into the age of 21. So I was able to get an appointment with a neurosurgeon very quickly. And I will never forget the conversation with this neurosurgeon. He was in like a old fashioned consulting rooms, think dark wood, big desks. He was a grumpy old man. And I remember he was sat at this great big mahogany desk and behind him on the wall was a like a, a mounted stuffed fish. I don't know, had the man caught the fish? It's amazing what your memory brings back, isn't it? But I remember looking at this fish and thinking, oh, okay. And he was an elderly gentleman, I would say maybe 60. And he was grumpy. And he spent the entire consultation talking to my parents and not to me. I was 19 at this point. I was an adult, but he was talking to my parents. And he basically said that, in an arrogant way, that I will fix your daughter. Um, I can operate next week. I will fix your daughter and she will be fine. But she should never go to university because if she goes to university, she'll be in a wheelchair within six months. And I remember that conversation thinking, number one, you're a pompous git. But also number two, with that whole kind of Damocles hanging over my head. Oh, my goodness, a wheelchair. Oh, that's kind of real. So we went home, we made that decision as a family, and I had that surgery. I was 19 when I had that surgery. I had surgery on three different levels of my spine at that time. And I was in hospital for a week. I was recovering for about three months. And I didn't go to university. I took a job. And the jobs led to other jobs, led to me going to London, led to me working all around the world. So life has a way of working its way out. But the condition I have lived with from that time rears its ugly head on a regular basis. Since then, since 1997, that's when I had my first surgery, I have had four more surgeries on my spine. And the neurosurgeon I saw last summer told me that he would not operate. He told me, he was a very nice man, and he said to me, he said, if you were my daughter, he said, I wouldn't be going anywhere near you. He said, because I will do you more damage than I can fix. He says, the risks are so high going back through old scar tissue, trying to fix a problem that's been tried to be fixed three or four times. And he was very honest, very nice. And he said, he said, I'm not telling you no, but I'm giving you the best advice I can give you that this is not something you need to consider. And he was talking about other options in terms of various different injections. There is something that can be, um, if anybody has used a TENS machine for pregnancy or anything like that, there is a new technology where you can have a TENS machine essentially implanted into your spine and it does the job for you sort of constantly so we're, we're looking at that option just now 
But living with a chronic pain condition is behind closed doors. I struggle to walk. The results of four surgeries on my spine have left my left leg very, very weak. Nine times out of 10, my left foot is numb. You know when you get pins and needles and then the pins and needles tend to go and you get that really weird sensation? That's what my left leg feels like most of the time. I do not trust myself to drive a manual car because I'm scared that the power I have or don't have in my left leg is going to leave me causing an accident because I can't work the clutch pedal properly. Um, I very often fall over because the the left leg gives way. I, I remember walking through Aberdeen one Sunday morning with Angus and we were chatting away and the next minute I fell over and he looked round and continued the conversation and realised I was flat on the floor. Um, he was panicked, but for me it was like, oh, okay, it's just the leg again. So my point of telling you all of this, my point of saying all of this is to the outside world, I look, I feel, anybody looking at me would think, she's just all right, she's normal. But actually, this is something that the story I have to tell that I keep behind closed doors most of the time. This is just part of who I am. This is the story of my health that has been a bit of a roller coaster over the years. Is it boring? Yes, to me, it is now. I will tell you that much. To me, it is a very boring part of me. It's something I live with on a day-to-day basis. I have learned various different ways of coping with the pain. I sort of deal with it in my own way. I ask for help when I need to. There's another great big story there because I'm not very good at asking for help. But actually, it's just a boring part of myself. But to other people... The fact that I deal with a chronic pain condition day in, day out, that story has resonance for others. That story can show people hope. That story can give somebody who is also living with a chronic pain condition, it can show them that they're not alone. If I share things like this with you, my lovely podcast audience, but if I share it on my social media, if I share it with my clients and with my members, then there are people out there in the world who would listen and they would take some hope or some inspiration or they would want to know more about how I deal with things. We don't know what is going on behind closed doors. We do not know whether our lives and the things that we go through, we genuinely don't know whether that's going to resonate with other people. It might inspire them. It might motivate them. It might move them to take action that they otherwise wouldn't have done if they didn't hear your story. So every time you say to yourself, oh, I'm just boring. I'm just a plain Jane. I'm just a normal person that just has a great life and a fabulous family and a good career. But actually, all those things that you don't say to other people, they are hugely powerful. And especially when it comes to business, if you are running a business, if you are a solo entrepreneur, if you are somebody who is trying to promote themselves, when you tell the stories of your life, however boring you think they are, When you tell those stories to other people, 
you start to connect with them because they resonate with you. They start to connect with you. And then it's like, oh, that person, she's had the same thing as me that's gone on in life. And do you know when you make friendships in the world, when you start to meet people and get to know them and get to like them, it's because we make connections. You don't like people you don't know anything about. And the same works for business. When you're trying to promote yourself to somebody, when you're trying to say to somebody, I've got this thing and I'd like you to buy it. People make those decisions whether they they have to know whether they like you enough to spend some money with you. And a lot of the time that happens on a real subconscious level. So I want to encourage you that every time you say, I am boring, I don't have a story. I want you to remember that you absolutely do have a story to share. And part of what I am doing with the Life Chapters podcast is encouraging women to step forward and to share their stories. Now, I am doing this because I am super passionate about giving everybody that platform. I know that everybody deserves to be heard. But actually, when you share your story, whatever it is, you are sharing a piece of you with the world and people will connect and resonate with you. So some of the episodes we have had before this one goes live, we have had Holly talking about losing her husband to cancer. We've had Georgie talking about miscarriage. We have had Gemma talking about losing premature babies because they were born too early to live. All of these things are big things that happen in lives, but they are touching others because we we might know somebody who's been through a miscarriage. We might have somebody in our family who has lost a loved one. You might have lost a loved one. You might know somebody who's had a premature baby and the struggle that that's gone through. All the, the power of telling stories is reaching out and making those connections. You don't know the ripples that your story will have. You genuinely don't. I have people who contact me even now when I talk about losing Chris. And I have people that contact me and say, thank you for sharing your life beyond losing Chris. Thank you for showing me that there is life beyond losing somebody. Thank you for being honest. Thank you for giving it warts and all. Thank you for saying that there is no one way of doing grief. Thank you for throwing out the rule book and doing it yourself. Thank you for showing me that love again is possible. Thank you for showing me that I can move on with my life and get a new job, move to a new location. All of these, the feedback I get is because I've been willing to share what happened in my life. So storytelling in that sense is hugely powerful. And it is what I hang my hat on day in, day out. I take my one-to-one clients through a system where I get them to dig around in their life. The stuff that they think is just normal, the stuff that they just went through, did, the university, the first jobs, the first loves, all of those things that we kind of all go through. And then I get them to unpick it. And I get them to really sit with it and think, okay, what in there is going to be valuable to somebody else? 
And that's why sharing stories are so important. Um, on that note, this is going out early February. Um, I have some one-to-one spaces at the moment. So if anybody listening is interested in working with me, get in touch, send me an email. But the whole point of telling stories is very much you are connecting with people and people's lives can be changed. I share my stories, not for my own benefit, not at all. But I know that if one person listening can take one grain of comfort from a word I've said, then that's my job done. Whether it's talking about Chris and losing Chris, whether it's talking about finding love again, whether it's talking about my back and and how hard some days are when you live with a chronic pain condition, whether it's the story of Rona's birth, that surprise baby that suddenly came into my life. All of the stories I share with you are because I want the person listening to know that it's okay. Life is okay. Everything will be okay. There is hope. There is a step forward that you can take. That is my mission and that is my passion. Thank you for listening to me today. I was I, I feel like I've climbed on a soapbox and I'm I'm sort of giving you my TED talk in 15 minutes through the podcast. And um, if it's resonated with you this week, I would love for you to get in touch with me. I would love for you to, to rate the podcast, review it. If you're on iTunes, leave me a review. Every review and every rating I get, it just makes those systems push it out to more people and if more people can listen to what I'm saying then that's my mission I would love to connect with you drop me an email if you'd love to know anything more about the work I do then I will pop a link in the show notes to my website and you can go and have a look and see if there's anything if you'd like to grab that one-to-one spot then just drop me an email and I will catch up with you all very soon thanks for listening to a little snippet of my story today If you'd like to know more, head over to Instagram at LifeChaptersPod and tell me your thoughts. Do you have a story to share? Are you brave enough to come here and share with the world what's on your heart? I would love to give you this platform from which to share your life story. Your life chapters are really important and every single one of you deserves to be heard.